Hello and welcome to another episode of the Endeavor podcast uh, and video show. I am your host, Jason Breitkoff, and once again I have with me a very special guest, Dr. Wanda Montanez. Hey Wanda, how you doing? Not bad, Jason. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you for asking. Excellent. Wanda is a college counselor and a former college admissions officer and an overall expert on the college admissions process. That's why I love having rocks. I always learn so much, especially when we're talking about a topic about which I don't know a lot. And this is one of those topics. We're going to be talking about financial aid and specifically the financial aid award letter. Uh, this is a topic that I get asked about a lot. And I don't always have answers. So that's why I wanted to have uh, Wanda on to talk about this. Uh, Wanda, let's talk about financial aid and financial aid award letters. First off, what is a financial aid award letter? So a award letter um, is essentially the amount of money that you will be getting from an institution. Um, we call it a financial aid package. Sounds a little fancy, but it's really just a piece of paper um, that tells you how much money per semester um, the institution is providing um, you, your student, um, to attend the following year. Okay, so it's a piece of paper with a list of numbers on it. Is that essentially it? Um, yes, but there is some math that goes um, that you need to do in order to really understand um, what the award letter is telling you. Okay. So essentially, um, and the award letters at this point have been very much streamlined, so a lot of them tend to look very similar, which is great um, when you're trying to decipher um, all of the numbers. But essentially what you will see when you get an award letter is the amounts listed will be usually broken up in fall and spring numbers. Um, and then you'll have a total aid award package. Um, and then whatever that number is, it's usually um, less than or equal to than the cost of tuition for the college or university. So basically you just get three numbers, fall, spring in total? Um, yes. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm looking at one of the ones that you have here as an example, and of course, hopefully, if you're watching the video show, you can see it up on the screen, and if I can get a couple copies of this as PDFs, I'll try and include them in the uh, show notes, but uh, basically, it looks like there's a lot of other information on there where the numbers are broken down. What is all that? Yeah, so um, if you wanted to, actually, if you just Googled financial aid award letter, you can come up with a bunch that you can look at. Um, that will give you an idea of what to expect. So essentially what you have listed for fall, spring, and then the total numbers are the amount of money that the institution is giving you per grants, um, Stafford loans, and any scholarships. So everything is essentially broken down by fall and spring, um, and then that's how they come up with a total um, award package for you. So what you'll see is that you'll have any gift aid listed, whether it's state or federal, um, as well as any institutional money listed, again, fall and spring, which comes up with a nice total. So you mentioned three different things that, that like, tickled my brain. You mentioned grants, scholarships, and loans, specifically yes. the Stafford loan. What's the difference between grants, scholarships, and loans? 
Um, so loans are money that you will be uh, provided, assuming that you want to take on the loan, um, that you have to pay back. Um, usually these loans are federal loans in a financial aid award letter. Um, and all of this, this information is derived from you filling out the free application for federal student aid. Also known as FAFSA. Also known as FAFSA. Um, and then grants and scholarships are free money that you can get. Um, the grants usually come from the institution um, or the state. And then the scholarship money is usually... Um, something that you would get from the institution or any outside scholarships that you um, would have won had you applied. So uh, is there a difference in how you're awarded grants and scholarships? Like, why are they different? Uh, I've heard that some scholarships are based on some sort of requirements. Yes. So usually um, the grants tend to be more focused on institutional uh, need meaning that the student needs a certain amount of money to go to X, Y, and Z institution. So, so it's really based on financial, financial need. need. Okay. Right, yeah. It's really based on financial need. Where scholarships, you can get a scholarship if you're left-handed. It has nothing to do with how much money you need to go to college. So a person can earn a scholarship even if they don't need the money, but most people do. Absolutely. And the other thing to note is that all of your scholarships will not show up on your financial aid award letter. That is a separate a separate award that is not represented in the actual package. So when you say not all your scholarships will show up, are scholarships that are awarded by the school show up in this one? Yes. So scholarships that you've earned for academics or from an institution like a corporation giving scholarships out or uh, let's say you're African-American and you've earned a scholarship from an uh, organization that awards scholarships to uh, worthy African-American students, those outside scholarships won't appear on the university's awards letter. Correct. So if a school costs, let, I'm going to pick a round number that's ridiculous, $10,000 a year, and you look at your awards letter and you're awarded $8,000 in grant scholarships and loans, and, that, and then they say, okay, great, cough up $2,000 in cash, check, or credit card are good too. Uh, if you'd gotten a $2,000 scholarship from your dad's corporation, because mm -hmm. he works for Big Corp, and Big Corp has a scholarship that they give out, that would cover that, but you wouldn't see it on the school's so award letter. Sometimes it will cover it. So let's say, again, using your example, you have a $10,000 bill, um, and you're covered with $8,000 and you have a $2,000 balance. And then you have this amazing scholarship for $2,000 that you won um, from an outside resource. So sometimes colleges will take that $2,000 that you've earned in scholarship dollars and apply it to your bill and that leaves you with a zero balance. That's like best case scenario. Um, in other scenarios, however, if a college knows that you've earned $2,000 in outside scholarship money, what they'll do is that they will reduce the award letter um, money that they had originally offered you by $2,000. So they'll still expect you to come up with $2,000 in $1 bills. That's correct. That's awful. It, I, I hate yes. that. I'm yes. against that. Yes. I, I think most people are. Oh my gosh. That sounds terrible. Yes. So is there a way, I mean, I don't want to trick schools. I'm always about honesty. I'm always talking about honesty. But is there a way to not tell a school that you've earned a scholarship until after you get this bill? Um, and would it make a difference? 
So if the scholarship is given directly to a student, so the check is made directly to the student, and the emphasis of the scholarship is that you can do with that money, it's unrestricted money, meaning that you can do with that money whatever you want. Technically, you don't have to report that to the institution that you'll be attending because you could use that money to buy a laptop or to get a plane ticket, you know, whatever it is that you would need um, with regards to um, being successful your first year in college um, versus using that money towards tuition. I see. Um, so there's a difference between restricted and unrestricted. So unrestricted means that you've earned this money, you can use it in any way that you want to. Again, technically, you don't really have to report this. I think most people do just because it's probably a good thing to do. Um, but if you know you're not going to use it for tuition, then it doesn't really make sense to report it. Mm. Um, so if you're just going to use it for books or transportation or to buy a laptop, right. telling the college that you got this money will only might cause them to reduce your financial aid award. Right. And then you'd be expected to pay even more out of pocket. Correct. Ooh, that sounds yes. really tricky. Um, but then other times, a scholarship will award you restricted funds, which means that you'll never actually even see the check. The check is sent directly to the institution. Mm. So one of the things that's on uh, this award letter uh, is loans. Now, you've mentioned what loans are. Is there any benefit to taking loans? The only benefit to taking loans is that you need the money to go to college. Is there a benefit to refusing a loan and trying to pay for college another way? The only benefit is that you don't need the loan money to go to college. <laughs> so when you get a, uh, a when you get your financial aid package and you have the loans listed on your package, um, you can absolutely say yes, I want to take all of these loans out, or no, I don't want to take any of them out. Should you choose to not take any of the loans out, then you still have to come up with whatever that full cost is. So let's say in your financial aid package, you have $5,000 worth of loans, which is actually, um, that's probably a reasonable amount of loan money to take out per year. Um, but let's say that you didn't wanna take those lo that loan out or those loans out, um, depending on how it's dispersed, you can choose to not take that money out in loans, but you still are responsible for that $5,000 towards paying your full tuition. So let's say you got accepted to two universities, AU and VGU. AU, of course, is awesome university, and VGU is very good university. And you get your financial uh, aid package letters, yep. um, and you got a big offer of scholarships and grants with almost no loans from VGU. And you got a meh offer, meh offer from AU, Awesome University, where there's a lot of loans. What is the the possibility or probability of you saying to AU, you're a better school for me. I want to go to you. You're awesome. They're just very good. You're awesome. But they've offered me more money. Can you, can you, can you cut the loans and pump up the scholarships a little bit? Can you negotiate with universities is basically what I'm asking. Um. You can ask a college or university to um, take another look at your financial aid situation, your financial situation. Um, usually you can, I mean you can in any case say that you want your um, award letter looked at, but you really should have a reason. So for example, in your example, you have another institution that has provided more money. So that's actually a really great example and one of the ones that a lot of students use to say to 
awesome university. I need you to give me more money. Um, if there is a change in the financial circumstance of the mm-hmm. household, a parent loses a job, um, a parent, you know, goes part-time from full-time. So anytime there's a significant financial change in the household, that's also a good reason to have um, an institution take a look at the financial aid award letter that they provided you to see if there's more money that they can give you. On the flip side of that is if you um, if you or your parent hit the lottery, then by default, you probably don't need to take out any loans if you've just hit in billions of dollars of lottery money. Mm. Um, Which happens, as we know, all the time. All the time. All the time. Um, <laughs> You know, the other, I've worked with a student whose family flipped a home one year, um, but that was not something that they did all the time or had a plan on doing moving forward. And so they were able to make the case to the college university to say this was a one year fluke. um, And the college, the university did adjust their financial aid package accordingly. And I want to be completely honest about my history. My situation is uh, when I was applying to college, Um, I was accepted to a really prestigious university known as Carnegie Mellon. Uh, I was planning on going to that school and I sent a deposit in and then two weeks later I got uh, the acceptance letter and financial aid package from Brandeis University and they were offering me twice the amount of scholarship money Mm -hmm. and I ended up letting that deposit money go and going to Brandeis. I did not use it to tell Carnegie Mellon I wanted more money. I actually was kind of even on the two schools. But you know, if, if Carnegie Mellon had been by far my, my preferred choice, I might have gone back and said, hey, look, they just offered me more money. Can you make it worth my while here? Um, you know, they're, yeah. they're pretty good too. So. Yeah. yeah, again, I think it, it depends on the preference of the student um, and really the interest of the school. Um, sometimes you can go through all of that and the school will say thanks, but no thanks. We've looked at your stuff again and we're not going to make a change to your package and then you're kind of back to square one. Hmm. That is tough. You have to be willing to walk away if you're going to make that kind of demand, I guess. Right, exactly. So is there any other information on the financial aid uh, award letter that uh, students and parents should be aware of? Yes, so I think the um, a couple of things. So when you file your Um, FAFSA, you will get an expected family contribution dollar amount that will go from anywhere between zero dollars to a gajillion dollars, whatever whatever it is, um, depending on your financial um, situation. So when colleges are creating their financial aid award letter packages, they're taking into account that you have this EFC. So to take your uh, previous example, let's say I want to go to an institution that costs $10,000. My EFC is $1,000. So what happens is that the college knows that I have this $1,000 that I can pay towards my tuition. So they will do their best to meet me at full cost, which would actually be $9,000 instead of $10,000. So they're taking into account that I have this $1,000 that I can pay towards tuition. Um, So every college and university will use that formula um, to calculate your, um, to put together your financial aid package. The other thing that you need to be aware of when you're reading your financial aid award letter is that Oftentimes, the amount of money that you're provided is usually less than cost of attendance. So again, taking your example, let's say um, 
the college I want to go to costs ten thousand um, dollars, and the financial aid award letter that I get is only five thousand dollars. That means that I am now responsible for five thousand um, dollars. But I have a thousand dollars that, according to my EFC, I am able to pay. So then that leaves me with a balance of $4,000. So that $4,000 is your actual cost to go to that school per year that you have to figure out a way to pay every year. That is what we call your gap. Um, and oftentimes, if you add up your gap and you add up all of the loan money that you're getting, um, it's usually, if it's higher than a certain number, then it's probably not even a good option for you financially to go to that college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't want to spend more than you've got. I mean, there's, in my experience, there are many, many, many good schools. And if a school is leaving a gap of thousands of dollars between what you can afford and what you've been awarded and what it costs, uh, make another choice. Right. There's other good schools out there. You can get a good education almost anywhere. It really depends on fit right. more than fame, in my opinion. And there's always the community college option. Right, so uh, if we have already posted that episode, please give a listen to our episode on the Community College Advantage. Uh, I was with uh, Wanda on that one, and that was a great episode. Uh, so one last thing. One thing I've often noticed on financial aid award letters is sometimes they put in work study. Mm-hmm. What is work study, and why do they count it towards your financial aid? So work study is essentially when the institution says we have allocated you know, whatever the amount is, $2,000 um, for you to work on campus. Um, but the expectation is that the money that you're using towards, the money that you're earning through work study is money that you're going to be using towards tuition, which is why it's included in the financial aid package. But that wasn't my experience. <laughs> right, and that's not the experience of many students. So when you do get a financial aid package and you see noted federal work study, um, usually what I tend to, st- to tell students is to pretend like that money is not even included in the package mm-hmm. um, because oftentimes even if you do earn all of that money, the likelihood of you using that money specifically for tuition is probably not very high. In my experience, not only was it harder to get a job on campus than I thought it would be, I never earned in any of the years I went to undergrad or graduate school where I had work-study money, I never earned the total amount right. that they awarded me. Right. And most of that money went to gas, lunch, right. like day-to-day expenses. Right. I never used any of that money to pay for tuition because I never had all of it at one time. Right. I yep. was getting it in dribs and drabs every two weeks in a paycheck. Right. So that's, I always find that to be a little disingenuous on the part of schools to consider work-study money as financial aid. I agree. I agree. So when you're reading your financial aid package, pretend like that money is not even there. Which could create a gap. Absolutely. And it will create a gap in most cases. All right. So any other uh, thoughts in your mind about the uh, financial aid award letter? No. I think we covered it. And if you have any questions, this is one I think is going to generate a lot of questions. So if you do have questions, if you're watching the video of of the financial aid award letters flashing on the screen uh, while we're talking, please leave a comment on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, you can leave a comment on iTunes. Uh, If you're using a non-iTunes or Apple uh, podcast listening app like uh, Pocket Casts or Overcast uh, and you can't really leave a comment, please find us on Twitter. 
at Endeavor Pod. Leave a comment there. Uh, if I can't answer, I will pass it along to Wanda or anybody else who's an expert in financial aid to get an answer for you. Um, as always, if you enjoyed the episode, please like us, share us, rate us. And uh, you can subscribe to get new episodes as soon as they post. We usually post episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays every week. Uh, I am your host, Jason Breikoff. I was with Dr. Wanda Montanez. Thank you for being on the show. Of course. And as always, let's keep learning. <laughs>